so Jay, let's jump in here. I'm going to give you the clicker so you can lead and tell, tell me the story about this. Tell us a little bit about patient identity and, and what your value prop is, and, and then we'll get into how you're targeting it. So uh, what, we're, um, what we're doing is starting very simple. Uh, and what we're building a network, and our network is essentially a communication network. So if any, pro any patient goes from one facility to another facility, then everybody in that, in that network will be, no will be notified. So if I'm a primary care doctor, and my patient goes to an ER, I can get a ping, and therefore our company's called Patient Ping. So we ping anybody who's in our network whenever they go to any other provider in that network. Okay, great. And so what was the problem that, that you were trying to solve when you first thought of doing this? Yeah, so uh, before I started this company, I was working at um, the government, at CMS, uh, on Obamacare, and we were doing everything but uh, healthcare.gov, so um, I, didn't, I didn't have anything to do with that. Um, and uh, we were working on... But it's a good leverage point for you to talk about, right? <laughs> right. Uh, there's a lot of problems there. Then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we, we were working on accountable care organizations. It's this new concept where they're putting risk into the hands of providers so that they can take accountability for the financial outcomes of the patients, and if they reduce the cost, they keep some of the savings. Um, and so in that environment, uh, all these new problems came up. And while I was there, the one that we chose to address, um, well, we tried to solve it at the government. That was my job. It was to figure out ways to solve this issue of tracking patients when they go outside of your own network, meaning your own provider group. So if your partners, which has the Mass General and the Brigham, they do a good job when the patients go to their own facilities, but if they go outside that network, they really struggle, and that's called leakage. So uh, we tried to fix that at the government. I presented to the states, which are building these things called health information exchanges, where they can talk to one another. But nobody was really doing it. So we saw that there was an opportunity to do something uh, very different and start from the ground up to build a network that would address this problem in a, in a sort of radically different way. So it's a real problem. It's a big problem. Mm -hmm. And as we talked about a little earlier, it's expansive in terms of who it impacts, et cetera. So where do you start? How do you start to pick your brand? Mm -hmm. And how do you start to pick your messaging and positioning, et cetera? Yeah, so um, the way that we started was to talk to, um, so I was in a position where I was able to talk to these um, accountable care organizations. So there's 32 that are called pioneer accountable care organizations. They're basically at the bleeding edge of this new approach to delivering health care. And uh, I called all 32 of them uh, and I said, is this a big problem for you? And they said, yes. And I said, well, is this the current state of the art? And they said, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I said, does it suck? And they said, yeah, it's terrible. What if we did it this way? Uh, and then everybody said, oh, that's kind of interesting. That would be, that would be great. And so then our, our brand and our positioning really was to be slightly different than what the current state of the art is uh, and do it in a way that was really addressing all the pain points that were created by virtue of the fact that the system as it was being created was very sort of disjointed and, and uh, imperfect. Okay, so let's try and challenge ourselves a little bit on the framework. So what in the market is your initial segment that you're going to target? Health systems. And within health systems, who is it that you're going to target? It's uh, accountable care organizations. And within healthcare, uh, accountable healthcare organizations, who's the actual buyer? Uh, so it would be the population health management team at a health system. So for instance, at Partners, they have a thing called uh, population health, and it's run by a guy named Tim Ferriss. So he would be our buyer there. Uh, at Steward Healthcare, there's a group called um, well, there's Population Health as well there, and so there's a, there's somebody there in charge of that group who, who's our buyer there. So. 
And if you went to another organization that was the same, would you find the same, uh, same potential buyer and with the same needs? Yeah, every, every organization um, generally has something like this where they're managing a panel of patients on whom they're not taking uh, cost accountability. Okay, and so that's gonna help us a lot in our next discussion, so thanks for setting that up. Um, just to make sure I've also kind of got the audience educated, so what, what would be the problem that that particular person, Tim Ferriss, would say he has? And why is it urgent or underserved? Yeah, um, so the, the, they have, um, there's opportunities to reduce the total cost by coordinating that care when patients receive care outside their own network. And so they're, they're seeing all these unmet needs um, that uh, they have an opportunity to solve, uh, to, to sort of, to, to sort of uh, take care of. So, for instance, they do a good job with, uh, so let's say there's 100 patients, they do a great job with 60 of the patients. But there's another 40 that they know there's opportunity on, they just don't have visibility. So there's just darkness there and they want some light. And if they got those 40, what would, what would be the impact to them? It's just, it's ROI. It's ROI, impact. okay. Yeah. So, and if you take them all the way down to the bottom, what will be the ROI that you think you'll provide them and, and how long will it take them to get it? Yeah, so we're trying to deliver 10 times the value of what we're charging for. Excellent. Great. Well, thank you very much. Has everybody had any questions? I think you did a great job, Jay, of, of articulating you know, how you picked a market, went in, found a problem, et cetera. Any questions for Jay before we, we jump in? Okay, great. So uh, let's, let's jump in. Uh, Jay, you have a couple of slides here. Do you want to just give your story a little bit on you know, how did you get there, and what were some of the things that you've learned along the way? What's some of the lessons? Yeah, sure. So, um, so it's interesting. I'm looking at these frameworks, and it, the beauty of frameworks is that they they're they're very thought provoking. I think when you're looking at them before you you do a startup or before you you go through the experience, and afterwards they're very anxiety producing, meaning that we realize all the things we didn't do, or we look at it and be like, oh yeah, we kind of did that, and not really sure if we did the other thing. So I'll give you, I mean, I'll give you a story about our, our brand essence. And um, uh, uh, our go-to-market strategy was very much a, a cliche. It was, you know, our group was uh, all-nighter, you know, things were breaking the night before, there was ramen noodles. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was just a total, total cliche. And then we launched the next day and, um, you know, we were very nervous. And um, all of a sudden we started getting feedback from our users. And we had one very large customer, and we have about uh, 15 smaller customers. Uh, and our large customers started using it, and they were saying things like, oh, this is really great. This is very simple, and I get it, and it's very easy to use. And that was when we realized that's our brand. And we didn't even know that they were, we were consciously doing that. But um, I'll give you another example of how we sort of found out what our brand essence was. And, and the point that you made earlier about, uh, you know, it's the team, it's the culture, it's really what your sort of core values are being what your brand essence is, is so true. Um, and that's because, I'll give you, you know, another example, there was a guy who we were thinking about hiring, we were going through a bit of a trial period with him, and uh, he said a few things and did a few things that clearly were compromising um, some, some integrity in terms of uh, uh, ma managing and maintaining the security of our data, because we're dealing with patient data. And um, it's like, you don't really know uh, that that's a core value or that's so important to your brand until you're experiencing it. So this, you know when you when you get that, like your lips kind of curls and you sort of feel this contempt, you're like, no, like that's not what we want. That's absolutely not what we want. That's when it's like, oh, 
that's our brand. Uh, and so you just, it just sort of comes to life as you're going through the experience. And so, um, you know, we've, we've thought through it since then uh, of what is really our brand. And it's about simplicity, it's about quality, it's about clarity, and it's about value uh, and integrity. Um, and, you know, we've written it down now and we have sort of our value statement. But uh, as you're going through it, one of the things that we realized is that, um, you know, we're, we're probably reactive to a fault. Um, so, you know, I have some slides here. Uh, this, this is about uh, how we think about go-to-market. And pre-market, and for a long time, it was me telling the story that this is what we're going to do. And I tell um, potential employees, I tell our customers, I tell investors, I tell everybody, this is our vision, this is what we want to do. Um, and until you're actually out to market, uh, it's still your story. But once you're out to market, it's now their story. And the moment you can have somebody who says, uh, uh, you know, I'm using patient ping or I'm using this thing and it's a great service, um, it's still your story. And that's, for, for us at least, it was getting to that point as quickly as possible. Um, and so now, whenever people come to me and say, well, what is this thing that you're doing? Um, I'll, I'll say, well, it, it's, it, you know, talk to these other guys who are already using it because they, and that is so much better of a sale than me trying to come explain what our vision is because pre-market, you, you know, it's really just a vision that you're selling. Um, so um, the the other I have a few other points here, which uh, the market you're you're going to is really going to be unknown until you go to it. And our customers, I love our customers, but I also really hate our customers because I mean I love them, but but there's a lot of things about them that I hate. And it's healthcare, and healthcare is the worst. They're they're so messy, and people move really slow, and they're big bureaucracies, and nobody makes decisions, and nobody's got technology. They're all operating on Internet Explorer seven still. It's it's terrible. Um, but I love them because there's so many problems. There's so many things that we can solve for them, and so um, we had this vision, we had this great idea, and we went out to market with it. And the twists and turns it's taken since it's been out there has it, it's just it's constantly changing. It's constantly shaping. So um, we're now struggling with this question of defining our brand. And Michael made a good point: is how do you how do you prevent them from shaping what you want your brand to be? And it's something that we're struggling with right now. For instance, there's a, a big customer that we're very excited about, hopefully bringing online very soon. Um, it, one of the people went into uh, the, the primary buyer's office and said, hey, did you hear about the thing Jay's doing? Uh, that's not a good thing for us. We don't want me to be the brand, and that's what it is right now. We want it to be, did you hear about what patient ping is? And flipping us to, what, did you hear about the thing that Jay's doing to, to this is what patient ping is, is really hard. That's extremely hard work because then that's creating a presence that's consistently executing, it's delivering that message time, time and time again, uh, where you know, reliability, um, quality, integrity, all that stuff that, I, that we're sort of using to define ourselves, it's not, it's not about me anymore. Uh, and they all know me because I was working with them on the other side of the contract when I was at the government. Um, and I don't want that to be what our company is all about. So um, I'm meandering a little bit. But the last point I have to make is uh, to start simple. Um, and uh, the only way that you're going to be able to get people to capture your story uh, because, pre, like I said, pre-market, it really is about selling your story, is if they can just grab it and then make it their own and then start sharing it to other people. And so we've, we've, made, we've spent a lot of energy on making what it is that our solution is very, very clean and very simple. Um, and and as, as when thinking about kind of your positioning in the market, what's your brand, uh, as a startup, 
um, it's just so critical to to be able to 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 capture the essence of what it is that you're offering the market in a way that they can then take and tell to somebody else um, because that's I feel like that's really how you do get that kind of adoption. So stop there. Thank you very much indeed. So um, I think we should give Jay a round of applause. That was a very brave thing to come up and share with. <laughs>